0: Welcome to Week in Review, where we recap events and issues pertinent to Central Illinois. I'm WMBD Radio News Director Will Stevenson. The war between Israel and the terrorist group Hamas continues, with Israel reportedly preparing a ground invasion of the Gaza Strip at the time of the show's production. Local officials continue to be disturbed by the attack on Israel and the continued holding of hostages by Hamas. Susan Katz, head of the Jewish Federation of Peoria, gives some reaction and an option to help the situation with WMBD's Greg Batten and Dan DiOrio.
1: It's been a really difficult couple of weeks. Um, when I heard about that attack, I was shocked. I've been down to that border, and I've seen the fence, and I saw the security surrounding the fence, and I've been in Kibbutz Nachalos, which was one of the kibbutzes that was totally destroyed by Hamas. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely shocking to us. Um, the things that happened, the, the brutality, the terrorism, the murder, um, took us back to the Holocaust. I mean, it's it will always be remembered in Jewish history because it was just it was a massive pogrom scale of which we haven't seen since the Holocaust.
2: Does it make you um, cry? Uh,
1: yeah. 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 I mean, it absolutely has made me cry. And it's made me very, very angry.
2: Yeah. Uh, both of the. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you that, too. It's been both. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. been both. Danny.
1: Were,
3: were you caught? off guard on how quickly the anti-jewish sentiment spread throughout most of the world and even here in the united states it's so strange
1: you know i wish that i wasn't but there's been a rise in anti-semitism over the last number of years and it's always been there what's what's really devastating to me is, is I don't understand how people can side with murderers and rapists and terrorists. I mean, mm-hmm. this isn't about a two-state solution. This isn't political. This is about a gang of mass of murderers who broke into people's homes, who kidnapped babies mm-hmm. and old people and tortured them and burned them to death. I mean, the horrors are, are just unbelievable that people could do this to other people. And I... I so it's, it's not political, it's absolutely not political. It's about annihilating Israel and killing Jews. Mm-hmm. And I have a real problem with people um, supporting this.
2: I, have a, I, had, I said this to my wife last night. I can't remember what we were watching. We watched something in the news cycle of something. And, and somebody was talking about the hatred towards a certain group of people. And this particular story, it was about a person who was Jewish. And I, I said to her, I said, I have never once thought to myself i hate that person because they are fill in the blank i might not like a person a lot but it's not because of what they where they come from or what they believe in it's more of how they act to me You, you act bad to me i'm not gonna like you right that i understand that i don't understand how you categorically say well i hate that group it's never been something that computes in my head
1: no but this has been a hatred that's been around since the beginning of time
2: yes it has it has
1: and, uh, and it's and that's what this that's what this war is about
2: isn't it? it's 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 when you stop intellectually and think about it it's mind boggling that we have been having this same fight you and you and the jewish people yeah. have been having the same fight forever Yes, it's unbelievable. And All the, right, so so let's try to let's try to go this way. Okay, what do we do today? What if you're in Peoria right now? You're not Jewish, you are Jewish. You want to do something? You don't know what to do. Is there a, is there something you're doing through the federation?
1: Yes, there's a couple things we're doing. Okay, we've begun a blue ribbon campaign to bring our hostages home. Okay, Hamas is holding two hundred and twenty-two people. Now it's down to two hundred and sixteen, including six month old a six month old baby and nine month old baby. We need to bring those people back. So we're asking people to wear a blue ribbon to support that. We have an emergency campaign that we're running through the Jewish Federation of Peoria. If people go to my website, they can donate. 100% of those proceeds are going for humanitarian aid. We don't give money to the government. We don't give money to the army. We give money to people in need who need to rebuild their lives, who need trauma care, Food, food, shelter, their houses were burned down. So we ask, we're asking for support for that we're also fighting a battle on social media so if your listeners are on social media and they see something that's supporting israel that says bring them home because we're bring mm-hmm. publicizing that sure um repost and comment because there's a lot of misinformation going on out there and there's a lot of very anti-Israel sentiment online well,
2: that we need to combat. There is a war happening in the media, yeah. and, and social media more than anywhere else, but media in general, I think, as well. And and Hamas, uh, it turned out, was pretty ahead of the game on that. They had that all that propaganda set up and ready to go uh, without us knowing about it.
1: They've always been real good at that because um, I will share with you that Israel tends not to parade out there wounded and dead, Yeah. to be quite direct. lot. yeah. Um, I have noticed in this war, we see pictures circulating constantly of the people that were murdered, Mm -hmm. beautiful young people that were at that music concert in the desert. Um, I saw a kibbutz dining hall that was converted into a morgue that was filled with body bags. They're getting the pictures out, and they're trying to get the stories out, because this, this was an attack on... And innocent civilians yeah, living their lives regular, people, regular yeah. people in their homes and we need to keep reminding people because this is it's going to be i think a long war it's it's ugly it's horrible we mourn death on both sides we don't ever celebrate death mm-hmm. and it's painful to watch but we need to remember israel didn't ask for this war and why it what happened what happened to all those people who were just murdered and and burned and raped and tortured and kidnapped that's what started this war hamas started this war
3: this is going to happen again and again throughout history if there and you mentioned a a two-state solution i know that's been a pipe dream for a lot of people for a long time but you know saudi arabia and israel were about to have a fairly substantial agreement yes and and, and and Yasser Arafat almost came to putting his name on the dotted line with Bill Clinton and said, if I don't, if I do, I'm dead. There has always been forces that don't want peace, anyone to have peace with Israel. That's the eventual goal, though. And I know and Iran, going back to Beirut, really has been the, at the root of this, uh, of stirring up all these jihadist groups. But if we look at a two-state solution, you've been there. You
1: know the Palestinian people. Do they want it as well? The polls that I'm seeing show that they don't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the answer is because right now, the Israelis... Well, right now, nobody's talking about a two-state right, solution. Right. Would you want Hamas next door? Yeah. You know, really. That's who's ruling the Gaza Strip. Things have been relatively quiet in the West Bank. Um Relatively, because I know there's still been some incidences in the West Bank. So I, I don't know what the eventual solution is. I do know that Hamas has to be eradicated. And I think right now that talk of a two-state solution is off the table. They have to eradicate right. Hamas. By the way, uh, you talk about disinformation.
3: When you hear people criticize Israel, they have talk about the Israel occupation in the Gaza Strip over the last years. They've they've been out of there since 2005. They pulled out and maybe the Palestinian people tried to get a government, but Hamas immediately moved in. And so people say, well, the reason this attack came was Israeli's occupation of Gaza. And
1: that's absolutely not true. That's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Israel left Gaza and the Gazans elected Hamas. And we said back there it was one vote, one man, one time. That was it most a a lot of the people in gaza are are very oppressed by hamas they don't have good lives in gaza but the world wants to blame israel for the horrible conditions in gaza and hamas has had control of gaza like you said since 2005 and they've taken the billions of dollars in international aid and built tunnels and missiles and and i want to just share with you that israel has gone in and put there's water going into gaza um they dig up the water pipes and turn that them into, into rockets. I saw that, I saw so that. So people need to do their homework yeah. and they need to find reliable news sources to understand what's really going on in Gaza.
2: Sue Katz with the Jewish Federation of Peoria. One last question, a few months back, I can't remember how long ago, Well, though not very, there were a, a number of beautiful women who came to Peoria. I was with you down at the Peoria Riverfront Museum. Uh, we had some uh, Muslim ladies and some Jewish ladies, and they were traveling the country, uh, just uh, talking about their lives in Israel. and And they invited my wife and I to come and uh, to come for a couple of weeks. and It was it was such a wonderful evening. Uh, tell me how they're doing.
1: They're having a real hard time. Um, we were on a call with them Sunday. Uh, one of the Muslim women lives in a small village on the border with Lebanon. She's been evacuated. She said she took two suitcases full of whatever she could. She has a son who's in the IDF who's fighting on the border with Gaza. Another woman on the call has three children in the IDF. It's an incredibly difficult time, and one of the things that keeps them going is hearing um, from us and knowing that they have our
0: support. Susan Katz of the Jewish Federation of Peoria with WMBD's Greg and Dan. More Week in Review coming up. The City of Peoria and the Peoria Housing Authority are celebrating the receipt of a federal grant that could lead to the revitalization of a South Peoria public housing project and the neighborhood around it. Peoria Mayor Rita Ali took part in a news conference this week talking about the work that could be done around Harrison Homes.
4: Together as collaborative partners, the City and the Peoria Housing Authority We are excited to announce the award of $500,000 of a Choice Neighborhoods Planning Grant from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, otherwise known as HUD. The joint application effort for this opportunity is one that we've been working on for a little bit over a year. And it is an opportunity that can lead to significant future investment in Peoria's South Side. We were originally going to have this conference outside of the Harrison Homes development, uh, but the weather uh, didn't allow us to do that. The pavement was wet, we were going to have tents, uh, but we're inside, and and I think that was a good choice. This grant will support the City of Peoria and PHA in developing a resident-led comprehensive neighborhood revitalization plan for the communities surrounding and including Harrison Homes. We will create a transformation plan aimed at addressing quality of life concerns that make a neighborhood feel vibrant, safe, and connected. Choice Neighborhoods is a HUD program that aims to redevelop distressed HUD-assisted housing into new mixed income communities. The program employs a housing, people, and neighborhood model that in its implementation phase provides funding for physical neighborhood improvements, comprehensive supportive services for residents, and flexible funds for physical neighborhood improvements that attract and catalyze uh, private investment. The program is focused on three core goals. Replacing severely distressed public and HUD-assisted housing, which uh, Harrison Homes, you know, fits that description, with high-quality mixed-income housing, improving the lives of residents living in the target housing and creating opportunities for people that live in the surrounding neighborhood. There are three goals. Housing goals to replace, severely, uh, again, severely distressed Public and HUD-assisted housing with high-quality mixed income housing that is well-managed and responsive to the needs of the surrounding neighborhood. Number two, people goals, to improve outcomes of households living in the target housing related to income and employment, health and education. And the third is neighborhood goals, to create the conditions necessary for public and private investment. In distressed neighborhoods to offer the kinds of amenities and assets that include safety, good schools, and commercial activity that are important to families choices about their community. The transformation plan becomes the guiding document for the revitalization effort. So providing safe quality and affordable housing is a huge priority for the city of Peoria. And we look forward to continuing the work alongside the Peoria Housing Authority to reimagine what quality, affordable housing can look like for Harrison Homes and its surrounding community. Our community members are our best resource. They are the true experts in what their neighborhood needs are, and we will look to them for their vision of a transformed Harrison Homes and a renewed Southside community. Creating a community-driven transformation plan for the neighborhood while bringing much-needed amenities to the Harrison homes and the surrounding area will invite future investment. The planning process says things are happening here and builds momentum toward a vision of revitalized neighborhood. Speaking of momentum, the City of Peoria has been working diligently to lay the groundwork for reinvestment in ZIP Code 61605 to not only revitalize Peoria, but to make it stronger. I would like to highlight some recent priorities and projects that have had a direct impact on this community. One, demolishing the former Harrison School, which sat vacant for many, many years and was a safety hazard to residents at Harrison Homes, to students at Annie Joe Gordon Learning Center, and the community members in the surrounding neighborhood. Secondly, repairing sidewalks to improve the connectivity and accessibility of the 61605 zip code area, including over $2 million set aside for sidewalk improvements on the south side of Peoria, thanks to a congressionally directed funding request and then infrastructure improvements to Western Avenue corridor. How many of those how many of you have noticed those improvements to Western Avenue? We installed a beautiful new welcome to Peoria sign as travelers enter the South Side Gateway entrance of Peoria. Building a brand new fire station on Western Avenue. I know you've had to see that fire station. My mother lives right across the street, so <laughs> He sees it all the time. Partnering with the Peoria Park District to upgrade Tree Wind Park and Logan Park, and demolishing over 170 abandoned vacant buildings in Peoria 61605 since 2021. Much of that work was done under the leadership of our community development department within the city, that's led by uh, Director Joe Doolin. We have additional projects that will be occurring in 2024 and 2025, including a project totaling close to $20 million from Peoria Opportunities Foundation and Pivotal Housing located on Sumner and Shelley Streets that will provide quality and affordable housing opportunities for Peoria families. Also, infrastructure work on MacArthur MacArthur Avenue will take place Uh, next year and the year after, and we will also spend almost 1.2 million dollars to continue to tear down vacant and blighted residential structures, especially on the south side of Peoria. So each of these projects contributes to the revitalization of Peoria's South Side, which is a legacy neighborhood and tells the story of where we've been and reflects the strength, resilience, and the character of our city. The South Side of Peoria has a strong, vibrant history and offers strong neighborhood and community associations, including Peoria's only Carnegie Library, the beautiful, beautiful Lincoln Branch Library, and access to some of the oldest and most beautiful Peoria Park District facilities such as Tree Wind Park, Logan Park, and Proctor Center. This grant Gives us an opportunity to capitalize on our strengths, identify areas of improvement, and build a better future for Peoria Southside community. So I want to emphasize that the grant that we received is a choice neighborhoods planning grant. Planning grants are much smaller in size, but they lay the foundation for a potential choice. Neighborhood Implementation Grant application. Those grants are as much as $50 million. These require strong plans and exceptional community collaboration and investment, which means we can't apply for a Choice Neighborhood Implementation Grant unless we first have a strong uh, planning grant or transformation plan.
0: Peoria Mayor Rita Ali. here from Peoria Housing Authority CEO Armika Crawford with more Week in Review coming up. In our last segment, you heard from Peoria Mayor Rita Ali about a half-million-dollar federal grant that could lead to the planning of changes to the Harrison Homes area in South Peoria. Now, talking more about it from the same news conference, among others, is Peoria Housing Authority CEO Armika Crawford.
5: I'd like to express how grateful I am and thankful I am to be a part of this process. Um, Peoria Housing Authority partnering with the city of Peoria, Mira Ali and her team, um, the vision for 61605 and the south side is underway. And I'm I'm thankful that this collaboration um, is also um, continuing to grow as Mayor Ali said we've been awarded awarded this opportunity to create a comprehensive plan it is it will be a community driven plan um, the plan will consist of ideas that extend or expand beyond my ideas the authorities ideas or the city's ideas it will um, require input from community residents residents within the Harrison homes residents in this in the, re- in the surrounding areas, stakeholders, business partners, public and private stakeholders as well, grassroots organizations. Again, we want to hear from you and make sure that you are part of this process and the advisory boards that we'll put together. Again, the south side of Peoria <coughs> is transforming, and we're uh, proud to be a part of it. There are other initiatives that the mayor has listed out um, previously <laughs> that will uh, improve how our residents live and and the surrounding areas we're we're proud to be a part of that whether we are extending more project-based vouchers so that these projects can be a viable or we're par- partnering with the choice neighborhood um, initiative with the with the city or we're continuing a additional development opportunities within 61605. Mira Ali has made it very clear that this is one of her priorities, her administration's priorities, and we are excited to be a part of this. Um, I want to make this also a part of my remarks section about those who are in the community. I can be a part of the planning and I can help bring the resources to the table, but our greatest resource and our greatest allies and our greatest assets are our residents and our business partners and our, and our grassroots partners. So I'd like for you to hear from them about what this means to them versus me telling you what the next steps are. We'll leave that from, um, for, the, for the end. And so with um, that, I will turn it over to Ms. Natasha <coughs> Yarbrough and she will give you her background as being um, a former resident of Harrison Homes and what this means to her. Thank you.
6: Who would have thought that I'd be standing up here working for the Peoria Housing Authority as a eligibility specialist, my title's changed, it used to be clerked specialist, um, as a past resident of the Harrison Homes. You wouldn't I, I wouldn't think about that I mean my passion for the violation as far as we have to make our family feel safe and and self-sufficient as far as my experience uh, we were a family we, we were a family growing up down there I can remember my address that's how far that's how much I am so dedicated to the Harrison home uh, 2612 twenty six twelve was myra. It's no, longer, it's no longer there, but we thought we were doing something. When we moved next door, we went from a two-bedroom to a three-bedroom to 2612 West Minor Apartment 277. So we, we were excited, me and my sisters and my mother, we were excited. That, as for us, was an accomplishment. Um, the Harrison home, at that time, we had a library. We had a laundromat. We had a grocery store that was located next to Harrison School, a grocery store, not a convenience store, but a small grocery store. And the owner sometimes would give us free candy if we show our report card, you know. So conduct wasn't good for me, but, you know, the rest was because I had a problem getting staying in my seat, still do. But that, that I guess, the sense of caring is what I, I hope that it would be, be brought back to the Harrison home because the residents now is experiencing something completely different from my experience in a Harrison home. I um, started off as when it was K through eighth, so that lets, lets you know that I'm aging myself, but that lets you know that how far as we, I've been living down there, so it's probably like over 30 years. So the experience as far as me living down in a Harrison home, I hope with, in addition to the violation of the Harrison home, will be a, a tremendous adjoinment um, for the uh, the families down there. So they will experience families as far as I guess um, the culture, helping one another, teaching one another, but also feeling self-sufficient as far as moving forward as they develop in their own personal um, experience. So that's just my experience as far as Harris Homer. So I mean, it was a family oriented uh, I guess community Um, It still can be and with this grant it will be. My name is Darius Coaster and I'm here
7: as an area, uh, a resident of 61605 and a member of Nourish Incorporated. Uh, Success is based on not only what you do but how you do it. And I want to cushion that in light of what has often happened previously with programs Um, from different directions uh, over the years. I have seen programs that come in to try to help do things for us, for the residents of the Harrison Homes, for 61605. I have known of programs that have done things to us. (laughs) And now, finally, with this initiative, Someone wants to come down to the South End and help do something with us. With us, including our voices, including our opinions. This program is important because it brings the needed wisdom to work alongside us uh, as a respected partner with a voice as we are seated at the planning table. From the beginning, what we consider important for ourselves will be heard and taken into account. That is very different than what has happened in the past. What does it mean to me um, to have a community-based strategic planning initiative? It means that resources and dollars can be dedicated to the transformation of my entire community. I love what what has happened on Western. I excitedly wait for that level of commitment and transformation to begin to start there and then uh, reach out all across our area. I'm ready for my block to get the pretty lights <laughs> and the flowers and 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 the dilapidated houses cut down and the care showing that as a as an entire community, Peoria takes pride in its residents and neighborhoods. Um, how will resident community-based strategic planning possibly positively impact us going forward? It will yield more effective answers to be implemented. We live on the south end. We know what our needs are. Think about it. Do you want to be placed in a situation as a homeowner, resident, renter, where other people think they know better what you need than you do? No, now with this program, I'm excited that we have, again, a voice we have, a, we have a way to uh, uh, share our creative ideas. We have ways to share the needs that face us day in and day out. So I champion uh, Mayor Ali, um, the director and leadership of PHA, and I'm happy to be here in support.
5: Thank you. Thank you. And so thank you so much, Ms. Coaster. <laughs> And so I will um, turn this back over to Mayor Ali. And again, thank you and the city of Peoria for your partnership. And one thing that I just want to also share with you is that within Peoria, the 61605 area code and the target area that we're targeting. The extremely low income for that area of the population makes up 41.95%. Extremely low income, which means the families in that area, from a a one-person family to an eight-person family, they're making anywhere from $16,000 to the max of about $44,000. So this is an opportunity for us to do something amazing. And again, thank you for your partnership.
0: More Week in Review coming up. Efforts by a local developer to build an athletic facility in the city of Pekin that's different than fitness gyms are still being planned, even if the hoopsies had to go through have been difficult. WMBD's TJ Carson recently talked with Randy Price.
8: Backstory would be I acquired the lots from the city of Pekin on April 3rd. And we couldn't really move forward on the lots because the Tobin building is sitting to the east side of the lot and that basically makes it a hazardous area because the bricks can fall off onto the property. So we have not been able to do any bore drilling on the lot to plan anything for a build, which we knew that when we bought that until either it was fixed or taken down, we couldn't do anything on the property.
9: Where is this lot located at? The lot is located in the 300 block of Court Street. Okay, so it's kind of in that downtown area. Yes, it is. Can you describe what the property is, what's on it, uh, what's being done with it?
8: Uh, the property that we have there originally, it was in the 70s. They tore all the buildings down, but when they tore them down, they dropped them in the basement. Since it was tore down that way, that makes the land, until we do, boring. But it's where it's a sinkhole because of the debris in it, so it makes the soil and everything it would have to be probably hauled off. It's hazardous. So right now it's bare ground. Um they at one time the city did have a parking lot on it for I believe it was DCFS and it had to be closed down because of sinkholes that came up in the parking lot, and that was probably uh late 90s, if I remember right. You
9: had plans, uh, from my understanding, you wanted to develop this into a community gym, is that correct? That's correct. What was the motivation behind wanting to make it a community gym?
8: My boys um, have graduated from high school, but they were all driven on – they learned how to play basketball. They played for Faith Baptist School, and I also – when I was looking at a gym, I got approached by Pekin – well, the uh, union mission in Pekin, and they don't have a gym either. And then we looked at the need of so many kids. If you looked at Pekin High School alone, I mean, you have a lot of kids that go there. But if you look at the size of the team, very few kids get to play. My boys, when they first learned how to play basketball, they didn't know how to play. And they have a heart and a passion to teach kids how to play basketball now. They were driven that they wanted to give back and they would like to teach kids how to play basketball. Union Mission needed it. Faith Baptist is a good possibility they may use the gym, and then we also want to do some community, community kids because what I had noticed from going to basketball games with my kids is it brings families together. It's all of a sudden uh, brings kids together where they feel like they're worth something instead of they're not worth anything. So if you went to a large public school, you want to play, but you're not good enough. They never get that chance, and we want to give a chance to kids that no matter how you play, you're going to get to play. And then you're going to get team spirit. And on top of that, the parents get excited, and they interact with their kids. And our belief is America needs more of that because everything to save America starts in the family.
9: My understanding, the first attempt to turn this into
8: a gym uh, didn't go well. Are you – well – where we're at with the gym is um, the gym, when we put in, our they had an RFP that went out. When that went out, we had stipulations wrote down what we needed, which went to the ZBA, which is the zoning board, and we needed to change the zoning because it was it was a B2. We needed it to a B3 or a variant. Uh, we had several things that needed change. One of the things that we had on our contract when we... Had it approved by the city council, but before the final approval, we had that all these lots were solid buildings. It was downtown. There's no empty space at all because they all run into each other. They wanted, um, we had down that we wanted to take the rainwater off the roof and run it into the sewer, which that's how all of it has been done since downtown has been there. But The zoning board okayed us to run it in there. The old city council, before the new ones came in this year, they okayed. I mean, we had it down what we wanted in our contract, but when the new council set, when they voted on this last time, um, it was a tie vote. Um, There's some controversy there. I'm not going to go into it, Um, that they – it you know, they wanted it, it – it doesn't show either way. If you get a tie vote, you don't win. But what they wanted is they wanted us to put tanks under the gym floor to collect the rainwater, but it still ends up running into the sewer. I mean, once the tanks are full, it still goes into the sewer. So the problem with that is with it being hazardous soil, hauling that off and have to put tanks under the floor would be quite expensive. And we figure it's going to be around a million dollars added to the cost. The thing is this gym that we're building isn't for profit. It is, we're, not, we're leaving it that we're paying taxes. So we didn't make it a nonprofit because I like paying back taxes because the community needs that money back and it doesn't tax the homeowners. So running this isn't like a profitable item, but yet to throw an extra million into the build for tanks that will fill with water – and once they fill from a big rain, they still end up running into the sewer. Does not make sense at all. It's, nobody else downtown has it, and being forced to it, it's, it doesn't make sense. I mean, why spend so much money there when it could be built somewhere else?
9: Who approached who about the potential land swap?
8: Originally, um, Bruce, that was the city manager, that's no longer the city manager. Um, Bruce had mentioned it to me last fall Um, at the time I still was trying to get to Tobin I still was really pushing for downtown Bruce is no longer there uh, and right now um, we have a different city manager but at that time I had approached Bruce before he left I think two weeks before he left, I said, how about what we talked about last fall? You, would you be interested? He goes, I'd be very interested. And we didn't get the chance to get it done. He was gone before we could do anything on it.
9: What is your preference right now for where you want it to be?
8: I think it, yeah, at the point of where Tackle County is with their build, as far as them almost overtaking everything that's down there, they, they want to take, I mean, before... I had two I had two goals. I wanted to save the Tobin and I wanted to connect it to the gym. With him taking the Tobin down and maybe building on it, it's gonna really cram that site even more. Um, so my goal right now is to build it on second is
0: where my goal is right now if we can do this landing. Randy Price talking with WMBD's T.J. Carson. That does it for this edition of Week in Review. Join us again this time next week on this Midwest Communications Station for another recap of some of the biggest issues and events in Central Illinois. I'm Will Stevenson, WMBD Radio News.